Hi everyone, welcome to the podcast, where two seemingly meaningless people talk about very meaningful things, at least to us. Mm-hmm. I'm super, Chris. Super meaningful. And with me, because I can't get her to not be, is Wrestling. Chloe the cat, <laughs> and, uh, and the person I'd love to have oh. with me all the time, <laughs> my wife. That's nice. Leslie. I thought you. I already wife. said that. Oh, you did. Uh-huh. Okay. How you doing? I'm good. We are actually at home alone right now. Well, we. Well, I'm just laughing at how not alone. Not we alone actually we are. are yeah. We're like on a date. I'm using air quotes. And my mom and dad have five of our children. Mm-hmm. So you would think it would just be like, you know. That we would at least be in one corner of our house alone, but we still have yeah. little... We've got little... You might hear a piglet <laughs> grunting in the corner, <laughs> looking at us and making noises. Yeah. And then, of course, Chloe, Chloe instantly comes yeah, and jumps she, on me. Well, she was just laying on the on piano. The, like, yeah. Right before we hit record, it was like, bling, blong, uh, blong, clong. And then she jumps on this table where I have the phone. Mm-hmm. I've got the... Which, we have a microphone. Which is a, a, it's a single, I don't know what you call it, like a single pedestal table. Yeah. But like three feet. So it's very toppily. And it's a hand-me-down of when my parents were poor. So mm. I'm sure it's not like, you It's know, probably out of a Sears Roebuck catalog. I don't know where it came Whatever from. Whatever happened to the Sears Roebuck catalog? It may still be out there. Or is Sears, really? is Sears even still out there? I think, no, Sears is still out there. Are you sure? Right? Well, when I look for parts... I know mm-hmm. Sears Parts is still out there because it's always like, would you like to spend an unnecessarily large amount of money on parts? Mm-hmm. If so, here's Sears Parts mm-hmm. Department. Um, but I think Sears is out there somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. Probably yeah. with a Blockbuster and a Borders <laughs> bookstore. Toys R Us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all living in some Stephen King world. <laughs> I would like to go to there. Yeah, I remember I remember the the, the Sears catalog... The Montgomery the, Ward catalog. The J.C. Penny. The well, the J.C. Penny was the catalog. Yeah. Catalogs. Did you used to like circle things in it? Yes. Do you know what I did? No. I like looked at boys. I would feel always bad because there was a section of like women's underwear. <laughs> like what catalog is this? Awkward. Yeah, because at that age I was no, like, I remember this. I one was like, yuck, boy. Like, what is this? What? Is this confession time? No, you're like had, reminiscing about. He this had boy. like boy meets world hair. Uh huh. Like the I guess it's like a butt cut actually. I probably wasn't called a butt cut. <laughs> what do you want? Give me the butt. <laughs> You ready for the butt? Give me. I want. I want straight butt on my head. <laughs> it is the worst haircut. I remember getting the skater cut. What was that? It was like a, a normal parted hair, but where the part was, they would spike it. Oh, wow. yeah. Re- it was really punk rock. It was like suburban punk rock. <laughs> you had that? I uh, skater How did cut you do all that the with way. Your curly hair. I had. I always had really good haircuts for about a day. Okay. And then the curls were like. No, nah. this isn't gonna happen. We're just going straight Afro <laughs> puff here. Yeah, I'm more Jufro. Really, I saw the movie the other day. What was it? It was like a period movie. So he shouldn't have had a 1990s. Oh, myth. yeah. No one, no one, like in, like oh, in the oh, it was Little Women. It yeah, was that. there were no butt cuts in the <laughs> like. I would like thine, thine to parteth mine hair. <laughs> As if upon the bottom. <laughs> but it was, yeah, it's, uh, who, who, who plays Laurie in that, in the Little Women that... Which Little Women? The, the, the one, new, the new one? No, the one with, um, the girl who stole things that got in oh, trouble for the, stealing. Yeah, yeah, Winona Ryder. Yeah, that, that one. one. Christian Bale. I think is who oh, plays Lori. Oh yeah, that's he, my that's my least favorite little it's woman. Parted straight. We can talk about our favorite little <laughs> women's. I don't like that one because the pe- because now the little women are grown women and they're not like the little women from the book. <laughs> they're nasty women and they're not great. I don't like them. So then I always project them back into the movie. Oh, because you know the women. I know the actual women. You know women. the actors. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Actresses. That happened to me with. Um, Sense and Sensibility, which 
is my friend Amanda's favoritest movie, I think. So, Amanda, if you're listening, don't hate. I'm sorry. Um, but I watched it later than she did. Like, mm-hmm. she kind of, like, watched it as it, maybe as it came out, and it was her favorite movie. I watched it later in my life. And so all I could see was Severus Snape is one of the men. What? Yes. And Nanny McPhee. Alan Rickman? Yeah. Oh, I love Alan Rickman. Yeah, but it was so weird. I just kept seeing Snape. And yeah, he's like the greatest <laughs> anti-hero. In, like, he's yeah. the greatest literary character in a long time. Yeah. So. Snivelous. Anyhow, I don't know how we got on that. We were talking about Sears Row, but I started oh. talking about... You started talking yeah, about the boys <laughs> and then butt cuts. So, of course, we went to Sense and Sensibility. Because we've lost all sense... Uh, so... <laughs> but yeah, so Christian Bale had that haircut with the part, and then the yeah. long hair, yeah. kind of like, it is not yeah. good, not no, a good look. No. Anyhow. That Boy Meets World cut? Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, I loved those uh, catalogs. Uh, that's it was every Christmas, that's what I do, I just circle mm-hmm. all the things. Apparently I would circle... The boys. Boys. Yeah. That's weird. That's... Sorry. Somewhat discouraging to me. <laughs> I don't do it anymore. Well, yeah, I don't think anyone thought you still yeah. do it. Although, do you know what happened to me today? Do I we was... need to pause the recording? If, like, no. what could that lead no, into no, no, that no. you're like, I don't do that anymore, but you want to know what I did do? <laughs> no. I was trying But, to... you know, what's like that that did happen? <laughs> I was trying to find a <laughs> book a for my mom. On uh-huh. Audible, mm-hmm. and one of my friends has has recommended a man called is it Ove Ave Ove. I don't know. Anyhow, so I was going to search for that, and I typed in a man called, and it apparently like just my finger hit the wrong. You know, it'll pop up all these mm-hmm. recommendations. My finger hit the one under the title I was supposed to mm-hmm. hit, and it was Man Candy. I'll tell you this. And there are books called that. No, no, no. You don't. You don't know this because you don't look for as many books as I do because you don't read. But uh, that's not true. I don't no, read right it's now. It's canon. It's canon now. I'll, I'll edit out the. I part don't read right that's now. Not true. Um, I don't get to read right now either. Yeah. I mean, this is the first time I've gotten to read. Remember, I mean, yeah. reading a book mm-hmm. for the first time in several months. She's been so busy. But uh, there are a lot of nasty TV shows out there. Yeah. There are innumerable nasty oh, books. And Kindle will give them to you for free. Yeah. Well, Man Candy, I think, is one of them. It was. I okay. can't believe Anytime I'm looking for something, it's like, oh, zoom, zoom. And it's like I a, know. a weird what, sort of Hardleton romance. Yes, you cannot let your kids search. No, on no, you cannot. You so. cannot. There's a reason the Amazon app is NC17. Yeah. Which is why it, we can't get it on my phone. Right. Uh, but. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous the mm-hmm. the stuff that's out there and that they can download for free mm-hmm. onto their devices. So mm-hmm. I mean, there's all sorts of things that you can set up so that won't happen. But yeah. just another, we well, can do a whole talk about how to lock your that was how to lock your internet down. Yeah, uh, at your house and how mm-hmm. necessary that is you in must. our world. You must. Um, send yeah. a message to the podcast if you'd be interested in that in mm-hmm. that episode. So all I'd say, love the catalogs. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's jump into it. What are okay. what are your uh, my what's your dedication? Or do I go first? You it's my first go dedication. First. Go ahead. I want to dedicate today to pens. 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 Okay. Not Mike Pence. Yes. Pens. Pens. I Mike Pence. love pens, and there are some really. This is. I mean, in human history, um, we're in a great time for pens. Can I stop you? What? I just want to give a warning. That this could end up being the whole episode. No, 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 no. I mean, it's not. <laughs> He's a little, like, excited no, people, about pens. People <laughs> are always wanting a good pen, and they're stuck with, like, the Bic uh-huh. pen that you get, like, 50 for a dollar, mm-hmm. you know? And, I'm not, and I'm not talking about going to fountain pens, because mm-hmm. I'm not pretentious, mm-hmm. and they're too messy. As he the, says the danger. That, I'm not pretentious. He is in a... A leather chair with a tufting, a tufted leather chair with a cardigan and a cat <laughs> perched yes. on his 
I mean, you cannot get more pretentious than I look I'm right now. I'm stroking my cat in my cardigan. But uh, I'm not pretentious. But I'm not. I, I don't use I, fountain pens. I don't use fountain pens like some sort of nobleman. Um, so there are some really good pens out, and I just got another pen that I wasn't sure if I like. There were all, there was a lot of hubbub on the internet about it. Oh, tell us yes. about the hubbub. It's the Sharpie S gel. Uh huh. There was so much hubbub that when I went to get it on Amazon, they were sold out. Mm. So I wanted to try it. I don't like... I'm always iffy with pens because if it messes up when I'm underlining in a book, it makes me mad because mm-hmm. you can't undo it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but these S-Gel pens, I got the, the .5. Mm-hmm. And man, it mar- it's by Sharpie. Mm-hmm. It does a really good job as like a semi-ballpoint Mm-hmm. Pen, just a gel pen. Can you use it on your Bible? I wouldn't use it on my Bible because it's not archival ink, mm-hmm. and it's a little. Uh, I've got the, I've got the .38 coming in. Okay, okay, so I can give you a little bit more on that later. <laughs> but it, right now, it, it would probably bleed through a Bible page. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll stick with my. Okay, so if you want to mark your Bibles, mm-hmm. if that's your desire, uh, I would suggest. Two pens. Well, three pens, really. Oh, my goodness. Uh, well, okay, so I used to go with the I'm Sakura... Gonna, excuse me. I'm going to walk away and take care of the baby. Okay. You keep so the, the Sakura Micron, uh, you go with, like, the .05. That's a fine, thin underlying pen, but the, the nib would break a lot. So I quit that one and went found these things called Macrons. Macron. Macron. Oh, a Macron? Uh, you can get them at Hobby Lobby. Go to always go to Hobby Lobby to get pens because you get they're almost always on sale. Like oh yeah, forty percent off pens. Oh, speaking of that, they're cheaper. They're cheaper than Amazon. You can also get a replacement Prismacolor red colored pencil because mm-hmm. you know kids always use yeah. We always use the red the most, and you can just buy a one replacement. Yeah, you can just get a one, one color, one red colored pencil. You can get whatever color you want. They've got you to buy single colors. Yeah. So these uh, macrons. <laughs> uh, uh, no, no, that's not it. Uh-oh. No, okay, okay. Molotow. That's what it is. Mol- I had I had this occur a micron in my head. Uh-huh. Molotow, not Molotov. Uh-huh. Molotow. Uh-huh. Okay, it's just an M. That's why I don't see the yeah. name a lot. Yeah. Molotow. That's what it is. Don't I mean. use the point four mm-hmm. for writing. How do you spell that? M, like you would, M-O-L-O-T-O-W. Okay. Uh, and the, it's called the black liner. The Molotow black liner. It's archival ink, so it'll stay in your Bible. It's not going to fade. Uh, if you do the .05 or even the .1, it doesn't bleed through the page very much at all. Um, and so I use the .05 for underlining in my Bible or underlining in a book. The .4 is great for writing. She's a great writing pen. The point one is like you could use the point one for just about anything. It writes well and it underlines. Point oh five, you can end up bending it if you use it if you use it too much. It's just so fine, it's hard to really write write with it. The uh, other so the other pens I recommend <laughs> is the friction pens. Yes. Now the friction pens are magic. Uh-huh. Because they're erasable ink. Okay, I was going to ask you which one was erasable. Yeah, so those are this is the erasable ink. It's friction, uh, and they come in assortment of colors. I get the .38 tip. It's like a click ballpoint pen, but they they're the best for Bible underlining because you can use multiple colors, uh, and then if you make a mistake, you can underline or you can erase it. Mm-hmm. Which is, Which is in your in a Bible like so I've got my study Bibles yeah I've got my study Bibles and I'm underlining making connections and then sometimes I fill up a section or I go you know what I want to connect this with this over here and I didn't like this here I wish I could change it or I'd written you know maybe a certain outline and I want to adjust it a little bit you can't do that mm-hmm. you either have to buy a whole new Bible and mm-hmm. move all your other notes into it mm-hmm. or you get these pens yeah and. They erase. Is there ever and a they point, erase really well. Is there ever a point where it wouldn't erase, like in fifty years? No, now they're not archival ink, so they will not. This assumes that you'll be writing in your Bible a lot. That this isn't like the mm-hmm. Bible that you're going to keep forever. Mm-hmm. I've never had them fade on me though. But do you know what I'm saying? 
Or if it stayed there, that it wouldn't erase. No, it it takes a special eraser to take it off. I think it's the ink and the. It's pretty cool. It's really neat. I could have used that like in my school days. Yeah, so I've got several colors in my little pen case, (laughs) and I'm marking stuff up. So I was just thinking about the pens, and I was like, people are always looking for pens. People are always commenting on Facebook about pens, and I sit quietly by. And let them have their fun. Mm-hmm. Now's my chance to say this is what you should get. I know this because I've heard you talk to many people about pens. I mean, it's not that often. No, I've heard. I've yeah, it's pretty it's a, often. It's a lot. You're right. People do care about. They pens. do ask. So thank God for. It's pens. not like I bring it up. It's not like hey, no. you want to talk about pens? Or I like, did tonight. Hey, your pen looks really. Yeah, I think you could do you better using, than that. Using a bic. You using huh. a macron? Yeah. Hmm. Macron? Macron. <laughs> anyway, so that's my dedication. That's a good one, baby. pen. Yeah, that's good. You can find those anywhere. Amazon's got all of those. Then I'm dedicating this episode to the pencil. <laughs> I feel like you're mocking me now. <laughs> I'm holding a pencil. You are holding a pencil. No, I'm really dedicating this to homeschool dads. Hey! You're a homeschool dad. I know dad. a homeschool dad. I think we better see if our kids need us. They don't need us. They call all the time. We should answer this okay. just in case. We'll be back. Welcome back. Well, we did need to get that phone yeah. call. I left my makeup out there. Left your makeup. So, so I'm going to be making a special trip. Or you'll be toting around a makeupless woman tomorrow. Well, you know. You're pretty without your <laughs> Thanks. So, homeschool dads. You're a homeschool dad. High five. <laughs> um, I am just so appreciative of... Our, our high five just made the baby cry. I'm so appreciative of your input. And I know not everyone can do it. Especially like we're doing that, our homeschool operation. But... I think we're actually going to talk about our homeschool operation in an upcoming episode. Yeah, um, but I think it's so great that to have a dad give some input and share some of the things he knows. Oh. So, thanks. Oh, man. You're killing it. That's way better than the pen. Yeah, and just today, like, so many things came up that you would taught the kids. I was going to tell you at the, at the dinner table tonight, it's so funny because you made a joke about this today. Um... Rebecca was talking about uh, a Pioneer Woman plate she saw, and it didn't have the normal red rose pattern. It had like a five-petaled flower, which is actually a a what a a dicot a dicot. Yeah, she's like it's actually a dicot, and my mom was like, "What?" <laughs> she's like a dicot, and she just went on this long. She told her everything about, and you made a joke about that. Today. Yeah, I made a joke of you're you're never gonna you're never gonna need yeah to know all this stuff unless you want unless you want to come across as that yeah yeah the homeschool kid yep and she actually, did actually actually that's a dicot. that's a dicot. short for dicotyledons <laughs> oh what's the cotyledons <laughs> you should have heard her though it was. It was really Charlotte Mason-y because she just totally narrated back, I think, everything you taught her. Oh, sweet. Yeah. But we did funniest, have a fun botany class. The funniest then. thing was, mom, <laughs> then mom said, oh, have you guys learned about um, hypothesis yet? <laughs> hypothesis? <laughs> and then she was like, wait, is that a plant thing? It was like photosynthesis? Photosynthesis? Yes, photosynthesis. Mm. Have you learned about hypothesis? Have you learned yet? about oh, dicots, huh? <laughs> Have you learned about hypothesis? <laughs> and the person's like, what? And it's like I felt dumb because of what they knew, and now I've it shown ex- myself dumb. It was exactly by what that. I said. It was exactly yeah. that. But it was just really, That's a really proverb. cute to see yeah. to see them interact with all That's of the botany, funny. all of the botany things. Yeah, botany's. I love botany because. It's very, it's, it's very useful. It's very in the, botanical. In the sense that it, there's a lot out in this world that can, that can cause you, the more you know about it, to really praise the Lord. We know that creation is here in, in plants, trees, to, 
to give us a reason to praise the Lord. That they're they're shouting the Lord's mm-hmm. praise. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's good. I mean, it's good in that it, it it gives us just more ammunition for that. But it's absolutely useless in most conversations because <laughs> no one <laughs> no one talks about like. You know the parts of a seed, right? Or the oh. processes of no, germination. She told, us, she told us all of that today. That's funny. All of it. Yeah. <laughs> you can always trust Rebecca for a little all of it discourse. She can tell you all of it. Yeah. We call her Hermione sometimes. Yeah. You should have seen her today at Bible the Gathering. Mm-hmm. She, uh, man, hand came up every time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I was like, not you. Not you. Yeah. But. Jack has gotten into answering questions. Mm-hmm. He gets a thrill out of... Saying God yeah. or Jesus. Yeah, he's doing the God, Jesus. Yeah. Every time. And wanting to do catechism. That yeah. was really cute. He was like, my turn. Yeah. And then he would say the catechism question. As I would say it, he would just say the word as I was saying it. <laughs> Uh, but so proud. But then we all clapped because it was. It was yeah, sweet. it's precious. He's been singing "Glory Hallelujah." Yes. And yes. he he prayed for supper tonight. Mm-hmm. Dear God. Yeah. Thank you for lunch. <laughs> yeah. So we'll baptize him next week. Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, so what do you want to talk about then this week? What's gone on in your week, Missy? It's, it's a Monday. Yeah. Hmm. So well. I think we should kick off with what we promised last time. What did we promise last time? A little Romans 13. Oh, yeah. Tell us all about it. <laughs> okay. No, the Roman Romans 13 has come up a lot this year. Yeah. And I think a lot of people don't know what to do with it. Yeah, I mean, in our situation. Because you've got you you you've got a situation where well, I mean, the Bible does tell us that we are to submit to our governing authorities because governing authorities have been put in place mm-hmm. uh, by the Lord. You see the same thing in in First Peter chapter two. Uh, so we we've talked about this as a as a church some. Uh, Titus chapter three verse one remind them to be submissive to rulers and authorities. So so it's clear that in all of this passage. Passage. What it's teaching us is that you submit to the authorities because by submitting to them, you're submitting to the Lord. And if you mm-hmm. if you don't submit to them, what that ultimately is is a lack of submitting to God. Mm-hmm. That's same but, as with same kids as, and their parents. Yeah, it is a rejection of God's created order. Wives and husbands. Yes. Hupatasso, the 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 under the order. Mm-hmm. This is the way God has made it, mm-hmm. and so you're putting yourself under the way mm-hmm. He has He has made it. Uh, you're recognizing. God's sovereignty in the king, God's sovereignty in structuring the home, mm-hmm. uh, husbands and wives, children and parents. Uh, and so if you reject that and refuse to submit to that, then you are rejecting the Lord's authority. So then the question becomes, what do you do when the government is... We, we all know that the government's telling you to sin. Mm-hmm. Right. You you disobey mm-hmm. that command. But what do you do if you're in a situation where the government is telling you to do something that you think is just outright ridiculous? Mm-hmm. Uh, and let, let, me, let me start out by saying, all I'm doing is explaining how I handle it as a pastor with our church. Mm-hmm. If you have a pastor mm-hmm. who handles it differently, do not listen to me. Mm-hmm. Listen to them. Mm-hmm. Right? Or go to them and and seek their understanding as to why they're doing what they're doing, and then submit to them, mm-hmm. right? Hebrews thirteen, as those who've taught you, where I don't know you, I don't know, like I don't want right, anyone right. going. Well, I can't believe our church does this because the guy I listen to on this random podcast in Oklahoma, they do this, and there's like tens of people that go to their church, <laughs> so it must be it must be legit. Uh, so in, in and I think we do we do submit to our governing authorities. The problem is with Romans thirteen is that it's written in a period of monarchies, mm-hmm. and if we were serving a king, mm-hmm. and the king told us to wear mm-hmm. a mask or mm-hmm. to do whatever, mm-hmm. 
I think the our obligation to that would be different than mm-hmm. what we're living in today because mm-hmm. the supreme governing authority of for us for America for America mm-hmm. is the constitution right right uh and so then if we've got people and I mean we we're we're federalist uh, structure. Uh, if we have people who are in positions of authority, so their authority, whether it's president, governor, mayor, their authority is actually under the Constitution. Mm-hmm. So if they're telling us to do something mm-hmm. that we think is not constitutional, by disobeying them, we're not disobeying Romans 13. Right. We're saying they're disobeying yeah. Romans 13 mm-hmm. because they're not... And then you have an obligation. This is a reform doctrine called the doctrine of lesser magistrates, uh, where it is also with this, which is that if you have a superior uh, government, like uh, let's say the president is telling you to do something, there is an obligation for governors to step in in between their people and the the authority over that. Like mm-hmm. we don't we don't have in our country. Our governing authority is not a king, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and in fact, the, we were structured as a country because of the fallibility of man. Right. So that's why we have the branches of government that we do, where no branch is supposed to be able to supersede the others. Mm-hmm. So these are all supposed to be working in conjunction, which is just thrown out the door during what we call emergencies, right? Mm-hmm. That's why in emergencies, governors of states... Can do whatever they want. They don't have to go to the legislature. The you know judicial is well. Who cares what the judicial is doing right now? I mean, they're all over the board. Uh, but they're allowed to just do whatever. And mm-hmm. and right now the the emergency is sort of an undefined emergency. Right. And that's the COVID. that's what that's what that's right. what governors are finding out. If you don't define mm-hmm. it as an emergency, is here's the threshold for emergency. Mm-hmm. Well, then you can just keep emergency status for mm-hmm. whenever and become basically. A monarch of a particular state, right. Gavin Newsom, mm-hmm. who's just loving what he's mm-hmm. what he's going to do, or uh, Cuomo mm-hmm. in New York. Uh, the, people who are given power do not easily give it up, mm-hmm. and especially when you can use that power to push through other agendas, or write a book, or write books. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how well you've handled the yes, how well I did. So people ask about you know. Uh, us wearing masks or not wearing masks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, I can say that... And even church being open. Being church being open. Yeah. Because uh, there are still churches there, dealing yeah, that with that. Yeah, that go, oh, they're, we're, we're staying closed because the the governor said we have to be closed. Mm-hmm. And I would say, well, the governor doesn't have that authority. Yeah. Uh, and so, constitutionally, he doesn't. Mm-hmm. And then I think a great example that I heard one time is that the, the federal government or whatever government has definitely has the authority to step in and tell us, hey, the building's on fire. Mm-hmm. Stop worship. The building's on fire. And, and that we would say thank you. And we you. would say thanks. Yes. And we would, we would have to leave. They could, they could pull us out of there. Mm-hmm. That'd be totally within their right. But at some point, if you're outside and looking back and there's still no smoke, mm-hmm. you got to go... Maybe your fear of a fire is not mm-hmm. what it. Maybe there. Maybe this isn't an emergency, mm-hmm. right? So you're taking on these emergency powers. Let me do this. Maybe the emergency isn't quite what mm-hmm. uh, what you're claiming that it is. And again, this is this is just in our area, in our situation. I mean, if you're living in the middle of New York and people are bodies are being put in refrigerated trucks at that time. Mm-hmm. That's a different situation than if you're in a county in Oklahoma mm-hmm. that still hasn't had, I think it said, two, two people die mm-hmm. uh, the, the whole time. Uh, so mm-hmm. the idea that we would then quit worshiping, would quit in light of this great epidemic. And put masks for, and put masks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think for us it just doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. So uh, we at that point can say, you know, you're, you're really... You're claiming a power that the Constitution does not give you, except in the place of an emergency, and this is not, obviously not an emergency. You can't just claim it's an emergency. Uh, and so mm-hmm. when people say we've got to submit to the mm-hmm. ruling authorities, I always remind them, yeah, but the ruling authority for our country is the Constitution by choice. Right. 
that's why our founders founded it that way, mm-hmm. a written document that remember the constitution says these these the federal government cannot take powers not explicitly stated in this constitution mm-hmm. so explicitly limiting what these authorities can do and then you've got these lesser magistrates that need to stand up if the federal government or the you know when uh or the 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 your uh, state government says whatever you need mayors you need governors who will stand up yeah. to unjust rulers above them. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's their job mm-hmm. to to be leading the people in that way. So right, and it, it reminds me of what we I think we talked about a couple weeks ago that these are public servants. They're yes. elected officials, representatives right. of the people. They are not. You know, they're not monarchs who no. are just. Can, we can go. Okay, so this person's ruling us. Totally by the hand of God. Like mm-hmm. there's a sense in which, of course, that is true. The votes and all that. Yes, mm-hmm. the Lord is certainly making sure the person He wants, mm-hmm. whether it's for blessing or judgment, mm-hmm. <laughs> is being put in in place. But the the government we have is a representative mm-hmm. is a representative government. Yeah, and I think it's easy to forget that that yeah. they look they look powerful, they act powerful because of the way we have it set up, where you've got these career politicians mm-hmm. in many ways. Yeah. Where and that's think, what they do. I think what you said in the past episode is they are us with suits mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. They're us. They're mm-hmm. no different. And um, I think that's a good reminder. Because mm-hmm. you do. You just you get in this kind of a fear, kind of like, I don't know, mode. And yeah. and you start to think, I have to I have to do everything this guy tells me to do. Yeah. And, and the Bible tells you. And I don't want to. And because you don't. Yeah, and you want you to You do be, not. I mean, it's. You do not want to. You need to. You want to make sure you're being careful because mm-hmm. the Bible. I just mentioned three passages where the Bible very clearly states, "Do not, mm-hmm. do not fail to submit to these people." Because if you do, who you're really not submitting to mm-hmm. is God. And you've got to remember when they're writing this, you have. I mean, Peter's writing it when the person, the emperor, is probably the guy that's going to end up killing him. Mm-hmm. Going to end up, you know, I mean, probably Nero somewhere around there. I mean, the beast in Revelation, right? Mm-hmm. He's talk. He's talking about that guy, and still saying we need to, uh, we need to submit. So there's there's some understanding that it's not about the goodness of the person in charge. Yeah. Uh, so you want to you want to be careful, mm-hmm. but for us, it's a different situation right. in that our our government is. The Constitution, that's the ruling authority mm-hmm. that everyone is supposed to submit to. Mm-hmm. And if you've got presidents or governors or mayors who aren't, then the people have the right mm-hmm. to stand up and say, we will not obey this and we'll take you to court in the meantime. And if mm-hmm. the court says the court says one way or the other, mm-hmm. well, if the court's being unjust, we don't have to listen to the court because mm-hmm. the Constitution says this is what they're supposed to do. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's very helpful. So someone had asked about Romans 13, and that's why we do what we do. That's why we're at church. We're, we, we're wise. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not going around licking each other if we're sick. Right. Uh, doing, but, our, doing our best, but also not yeah, letting yeah. this, you know, shut down our life completely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially our worship, our fellowship. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's been good. We're by far letting it shape other areas of our life more than we let it shape our worship. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. All right. Hey. Good. Woohoo. Nice and succinct. And, Was it? Ooh, yeah, it, made, it makes sense. We have to say that. <laughs> so uh, one thing I've been thinking about, if if you want me to throw something out. Yeah, sure. Another something. It, I heard someone say this, but when, when, when we go through hard times or like when hard things are happening in our nation... This is a chance for Christians to be even more brilliant, even more um, invested in kingdom life, uh, even more like making much ado about Jesus and oh, yeah. uh, and letting that letting that flesh itself out in in our life and um, so to to sing louder to to feast more heartily, you mm-hmm. know, like. Like when when the world might seem to be cowering in fear or, or kind of like isolating, this is the time to to push harder for those things of gathering and fellowshipping and 
um, being merry and yeah, and and have and showing, you know, when the when this is a, I think this is the same thing. We're we're going through I think the same blessing that you get at funerals, mm-hmm. which is the world is forced to look at its mm-hmm. own mortality. Mm-hmm. We're going through a situation. This is why I always tell you know I I tell people it's just not helpful. I mean, it's helpful in a sense to be like. You know this. This isn't real, or you know whatever. Uh, it's it's helpful to show the lens to the truth and say, mm-hmm. okay, let's look reasonably at what's actually going on. Mm-hmm. Is, is is there maybe a little bit of scare tactic going mm-hmm. on and, and disinformation? You know. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but one thing I think we miss out on it, and I think we've talked about this a little bit, is is when the world is frightened. Mm-hmm. It is a great time mm-hmm. to preach the good news. Yeah. It's a great time to say things like repent because you might perish. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a great time for them to see mm-hmm. our lack of of fear. Right. Uh, yeah. And that really comes across when you're still gathering at your table mm-hmm. and laughing. Yeah. And, and making good food. It's mm-hmm. like life. our life is continuing. Yeah, and not constantly... Uh, you know, being morose on your Facebook page, yeah, like everyone else is. Mm-hmm. You know, letting it be seen your 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 joy in the mm-hmm. Lord. And, and I think you know, if you go to uh, Matthew and Sermon on the Mount, when Jesus is talking about being salt and light, mm-hmm. when it, you, salt on meat that's going to rot, yeah. So when the meat is 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 turning, mm-hmm. right? You're you're putting salt on it to stop. That that's that's the moment that you need the salt. Mm-hmm. You need the light in the in the face of the darkness. That's when light will shine. Yeah. Light doesn't shine when you know at at you know noon or mm-hmm. or three or whatever. It's it's twilight. It's it's the middle of the night. And when the world's going, oh no, we're in the it's darkness. It's twenty twenty. What's going to happen next? Mm-hmm. Ah, mm-hmm. for us to say, well, you know who's in charge, mm-hmm. and you know why we're not scared. Because right. the one who's doing all this is the one who loves us. Yeah. Uh, and has reconciled us to himself. Mm-hmm. Let us tell you about this ministry of reconciliation. Mm-hmm. Let's tell you about the good news. I mean, that's a chance to really be salt, really be light, so that, as as the Lord says, so that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Which means, when we're salt mm-hmm. and light, it's expected that when we're salt and light, evangelism will be successful. Mm-hmm. That... That when you go out and and you salt this 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 world, uh, you're out there as a as a preservative mm-hmm. to it. Yeah. Um, then then that will actually that gospel message is is powerful. Being a light to people who've been who realize they're living in darkness, who are mm-hmm. seeing the darkness. God is. Throwing the darkness in front of their face, mm-hmm. he's showing. He's like putting their. It's like putting the dog's face, uh, you know, in in the in the mess that it made on mm-hmm. the floor, mm-hmm. uh, and saying that's not good. Uh, that's what God is doing. He's holding our face to the flame, mm-hmm. and letting and really to the mirror, forcing us to see ourselves. Yeah, and for the Christian to say, yeah, and that's who I was too, mm-hmm. uh, but the Lord saved me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so what, one thing that's been on my mind um, has been Christmas is coming. And I think Christmas 2020 would be a great time to really, really celebrate hard. Um, and and I don't know, I, just as a, a homemaker, I've been thinking about that and, and planning. Like, how can we make the this grand holiday at the end of the year how can we make it even more grand in 2020 so i just wanted to to share that with any any other homemakers out there to to be thinking about that yeah i'm not in it i mean i think a lot of people are talking i see a lot of people talking like that but the difference for us is mm-hmm. it's not a desperation thing no it's like it's not like <laughs> it's not it's no. not it's not rearranging the chairs on the Titanic, right? <laughs> right. It's not sitting at the piano no. while the ship is sinking. It's 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 saying, "Hey, you, mm-hmm. whose ship is sinking? Mm-hmm. Mine's not." Jesus is like, let me tell you about. It's like what it is is, hey, you see these floodwaters coming up? Come hear about the ark. Yeah, right? exactly. Yes, 
uh, and so all of us have a chance to be mm-hmm. like Noah's, mm-hmm. like little tiny communities of Noah's, mm-hmm. which is what the Bible says that we are, as we were all baptized into into Christ and through that flood water. Uh, so all of us are these little Noah's, mm-hmm. and we can be showing the world, hey, flood's coming, the water's up at your knees, maybe your throat. I'm floating over here. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not scared. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and that can be something yeah. because they are. De- there's going to be a lot of desperate Christmas Christmas yeah. decorations. Yeah. And a lot of flailing Thanksgivings. Mm-hmm. And for the Christian to to come at it in a different way. Yeah. Uh, is is going to be obvious because mm-hmm. uh, it won't be the frantic, frenetic mm-hmm. sort of let's pretend mm-hmm. like our ship's not sinking. They'll be able to see just the continuity. Yeah. From what? Uh, yeah. Oh. Yes. He's. I think he wants to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. All right. How about well, you? Do you have any? Well, I think what's been fun for me this week uh, mm. is is I was reading a history book, and I'll talk about it because uh, I'm almost done with it. The problem is I read a book, and then I've got a chance to read, so I read three more. Uh, so I'm actually reading three books now because I had a chance to read it all. But I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm reading this this book on King Alfred the the Great, um, the the English king, mm-hmm. uh, and just the the benefit of reading books from a someone who shares the same worldview as you. Yeah, there is just so. I mean, I've read a lot of history books. Mm-hmm. A lot of history books. Mm-hmm. And the difference between sharing the same story with brothers and sisters mm-hmm. and being told a story from someone who's just coming at it from a purely banal, mindless, sort of rote retelling of history has just been really encouraging. So I, listening to Christian music... Reading Christian books, watching Christian film. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there's The Chosen, which we love. We've talked about The Chosen yes. before on here. We love it. Uh, that's just, there's just something about people who are brothers and sisters talking about things that you're interested in, but yeah. coming at it from the same places. Yeah, you. well, I like, well, this book you're reading is by Ben Merkel, right? Ben Merkel. Yeah. Yeah. Um,. That's when you said about the worldview. I'm sorry, the cat just jumped over the She phone. is chasing something. She probably landed on this microphone. <laughs> Go back, rewind and hear that, people. It's probably pretty no, catastrophic. No, I was listening to a, a catastrophic. See what I did there? That's a good one. That's a pun. Listening to that podcast this morning that Marcus Pittman was on, uh, who's launching. Oh, yeah, she got to listen to that. He's like launching a... Christian streaming. I didn't know that was him. I'd seen yeah. all this stuff about lore. L-O-O-L-O-O-R. Yeah. And I think they're still taking investors. Investors. Yeah. yeah. Anyhow, but but one of the things he mentioned is that it's a platform for people with a Christian worldview to mm-hmm. share what they've made in mm-hmm. film. And it, you know, it doesn't have to be a movie about Jesus. And it doesn't have to be like a VeggieTales type cartoon, but just this is a person that is based in a biblical worldview, and this is the thing they made. Mm. This is the film they made. This is the documentary. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it does. It resonates when you you see something that a brother or a sister made or wrote. It's weird. Mm-hmm. It's weird because it's almost like there is a a family sort of language. Mm-hmm. Definitely. You know, where you can just feel like this is my brother or sister. Yep. And I've never met them. Yes. And yet there, I feel as if, if we talk tomorrow that we could talk forever. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And something like that happened to me when my mom and I went to Nantucket a few years ago. We were at a bed and breakfast and this couple was there staying at the same bed and breakfast and we were you know we were friendly with everyone but this couple it was just like you just knew and we we had not talked about the lord we hadn't seen them pray like we we hadn't seen each other pray pray. for our food or anything 
But um, there came a point where it had happened so often, just that kind of like, kind of like I'm recognizing a kinship here that we just happened to be in the in the main room one day and I think she said you're a Christian aren't you and I said yes and we just met it was like we <laughs> met in the middle of the room and embraced it was just oh, like this most beautiful yeah. beautiful moment and we we talked and prayed together and there were tears it was very beautiful like a meeting of family mm-hmm. that we had never met before yeah so. so I would encourage more Christians to pass you back in. <laughs> Hang in there, little guy. Like, let this be motivation mm-hmm. for Christians who write. Mm-hmm. As a Christian author, like if if you have the ability to write, mm-hmm. get those books out there. I mean, yeah. there are just not enough. There's not enough Christian historians writing from a Christian, an unabashed. Christian perspective. Mm-hmm. And it might mean that we need, need more Christian publishing companies. Right. And you might not be able to be a doctor so-and-so mm-hmm. because you probably won't be able to get an, a de- an accredited degree if you don't toe the line mm-hmm. of their philosophical Or how about science? Stance. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's going to be hard to, to get a PhD in uh, certain forms of biology if you're denouncing evolutionary theory. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we need more Christians coming at this and telling story mm-hmm. from from an unashamed, definite Christian perspective. Yeah. We need more Christian artwork. Mm-hmm. We need more Christian film, Christian books. And we need to be willing to back And we need to be willing to people. invest in them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what? We gave like 20 whole dollars to The Chosen, right? That's right. We bought a DVD. We actually gave more money than No. <laughs> I know. I'm sure. you don't know about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, actually, we actually own a little bit of The Chosen. Oh, we do? Yeah, yeah. But not enough to be on, uh, an no, extra. No, not enough to, to be an extra. Maybe next yeah, season. Yeah, maybe I'll be a, a Pharisee. <laughs> Be like, I feel like that, that ginger that haired man in the cardigan. I feel like he looks Irish. It doesn't, it doesn't look like he fits he looks like in he the. In, it looks like, like a guy. It looks like a guy in a, like some Victorian era with a butt cut. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is worse than Christian Bale in uh, in Little Women. Yeah. Oh, the anachronisms. So anyway, well, that's you got you got anything else you want to throw at us? How are we doing on time? We're doing good. Okay. Um, well, then throw another topic if you want to, but don't forget we've got our surprise. Jill well, I think we should we should move on to surprise Jill salad because my next one is pretty big. Yeah, all I'll the things I'm going to talk about episode. are pretty big too. Um, it's your turn. I did fruit last oh, time. Oh golly! And how did we talk so long about fruit? Oh, okay, okay. Wait, wait. I, wait. I do oh, want to say this. Okay, I do want to say this. So <laughs> one of our podcast listeners did let me know. Uh, so, so, so Julianne Heilman, who has written for to us before, uh, is in Uganda, mm-hmm. and she was surprised that when we were talking about jackfruit, she was surprised that I didn't have jackfruit in Tanzania, and all the times I've been to TZ uh-huh. that I didn't, I didn't ever get a good jackfruit there because I guess that's kind of a, a thing over there. Uh-huh. Uh, and she said that jackfruit is like an avocado. Okay. They're either ripe uh-huh. and ripe, uh-huh. or they're bad. Okay. So you've got a window. Uh-huh. But listen to what she said. If you get jackfruit right, uh-huh. think about this for me. Okay. She said it's like a mashup between a banana and a pineapple. Oh. Which, for me... Like a Tanzanian banana? Well, I mean, let's not go crazy. Uh, but for me, uh, now I'm like, I need a jackfruit. Now you're like, I gotta go back to Africa. Yeah, you yeah. You have to go at the right time, though. Yeah. So, what she said that it's you do, stressful. though, because she... Remember, we talked about all the oils, uh-huh. the nastiness that gets on your fingers. She said that uh, is to to oil up your hands. Okay. So that the sap is easier to wash off. Really? Yeah. Wow. But she also admits that if she eats jackfruit, she lets other people, you know, oh, pick yeah. it and clean it for her. Yeah. Which is uh, 
Anyway, that's so a smart idea as well. Yeah, I know how to do this, but I also know it'd be better if you do it. So <laughs> next time I'm in in Tanzania, I'm going to be like, "Hey, <laughs> where's, where's the, the jackfruit? jackfruit?" I don't even remember. I mean, I've seen a lot in, in markets, but I don't remember seeing a jackfruit in mm-hmm. a market. So hmm. uh, I don't even remember what it looks like. Do you know, Mom and I were talking about that today. What jackfruit? Yeah, because she listened to the episode and uh-huh. got, got really tickled. Because we talked about how she's oh, the perfect, yeah. the perfect mark for salespeople. Yeah, that thing was like thirty bucks. Was it really? Yeah. This is what it looks like. Remember? And then the inside. Okay. Here's the inside. Remember, it had those little like pellet yeah, looking things. Yeah. Yes. Yes. The little yes. pods. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was not good. Oh well. It's good to know but that it Man, I'm really I want one now. Good. I mean, I just we just totally totally messed it up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh golly. Anyway, I'm just I can't even look at them. I can't even Yeah, look at it's them. bad. Bad memory. Yeah. Um, but funny. We really yeah. get it. So we I'm glad really Julian was up. like This is this is this is how you really would have done it. And it makes me want to try one again. Mm-hmm. It does. Okay, so what's your surprise okay. to us? Well, Halloween is coming. So mm-hmm. I want to know, like... Reformation Day. What your... Fall Festival Day. What your favorite costume was? Like, what were you dressing up as as a kid? Oh, as a and kid? And what did you do? What were your Halloweens like as a kid? Okay, so as a kid... Mm-hmm. Oklahoma City circa Oklahoma City. 1987. Yeah. Uh, Dell City is actually where we lived... Which the area we live in now, you would not, or the area where we lived, you would not want to go to. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I, I remember those weird plasticky costumes. Remember that were like yes. trash bag material almost, <laughs> yeah. and the hard shell yeah. face mask with the little elastic, uh-huh. you know, single band. Man, uh, Transformers. Yeah, Transformers. Uh, I think I was that probably a couple times. Uh, always that, you know, going to the store and picking out mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. Never allowed to be anything scary. Mm-hmm. Uh, always had to be something, mm-hmm. you know. And what we would do is, is I we would walk our neighborhood, uh, and the 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 streets. Because uh, we lived in in a you know your typical little neighborhood with all the side streets and whatever, mm-hmm. so we would walk that. The Did four your parents five. go with you or? Uh, not always. Sometimes mm-hmm. it was just me and my, which is weird now to think about. Yeah. Isn't it funny how our culture has changed? Now the parents and we're we're right in here. The parents are dressed up. <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah. Can you imagine your parents doing that? No. Back no, then? Yeah. Yeah, parents were more like, yeah, you just go. Yeah, go do your thing. Do your thing. I can't imagine just letting us go walk right. in the night right. through the neighborhood. And my dad might get on here and say, yeah, we didn't let you walk right. by yourself. We were totally with but you. But we did time. have a but lot. It felt like. We had a lot more freedom back then. Oh, we would ride our bikes all the time. Yeah. Like, I would, off into the distance. I'd go disappear. swimming in ponds. Like, yeah. Almost a mile, like a half mile from my house. I was a latchkey child. <laughs> <laughs> and what's so funny is now our our parents are like they're, they're super the, helicopter. They're the helicopters. Yeah, yeah. Where are the kids at? Where are they doing? Are they and, home yet? And we're also helicoptering because we're yep of that generation. Mm-hmm. So our kids have many eyes on them because we know what we did when no one was watching. <laughs> we went swimming. So we're like, huh? Probably shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, shouldn't I don't allow know that. I'm... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so that's what I did, and then we would get uh, we would have big bags, and we would come home, mm-hmm. dump it all out, and you got to eat a certain amount yeah. of candy. And what was your favorite candy? Uh, normally candy bars. Candy yeah. bars were... Butterfinger was my favorite. Yeah. I loved Butterfinger. It, the only problem with Butterfinger is what? Uh, melting? No, I get caught in your teeth. Oh, yeah, but that's yeah, fun, a, too. What? That's fun, because you get to, like, scrape it out. What? And eat it? Yeah, it's like a big No, no, no. I mean, I understand that you have to do it, and it's a necessity. But how does that classify as fun? I don't know. I just, it's part of the process. Oh, it's stuck in my teeth. It's like an extra piece of candy. Have you got any candy that sticks in teeth? (laughs) 
No. You know, because I was just thinking, no. I wish they would invent a Butterfinger that didn't get caught in your no, teeth. There's a bad... But you want one that gets, like, more caught in your teeth. Sure, if it's like, Butterfinger. That, like, encases your teeth. But there are bad candies that stick to your teeth. Jolly Rancher being king. Wait, what's what's that mean? What? How's that a bad candy? It's a terrible feeling how it sticks to your teeth. No, it binds your jaw. I hate Remember how you used to do that and you could bite down on them I and it would them. like seal. Your I think teeth. they made me claustrophobic or something. I would try and see, and I mean, it would be like, uh, pow, yes. and then they'd come undone. Like it was pulling your teeth out. Uh, that's, yeah. Mm-hmm. And now and later? Now and later. Yeah. They hated how those felt. Yeah. So, what was your favorite uh, Halloween candy then? <laughs> Dots. That's disgusting. <laughs> That's the worst. Can- That's up there with candy corn. That dots. Yeah. Why the dots? Re- the red dots and oh. the pink dots. So I still even love only dots. a particular kind of dot. Yeah, the others are trash. <laughs> but you like? I mean, it's just such a weird type. It of is candy a weird preference. candy preference. But I still love is it dots because they get caught in your teeth. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm beginning to one- no, understand love- now why you have bad teeth. I love gummy candy like dots. Yeah. Swedish fish. Um, you any, do love gummy candy. I like candies. any gummy candy. Yeah. And like sticky gummy. Sure. Not like gum Not drops. like jelly. Like. <laughs> oh. <laughs> she just totally fell off of the mantle. And you yelled like. It was scary. Three seconds after it happened. <laughs> and then I woke up the baby. Uh, uh. So your your candies are not like just. It's not like uh, gummy bears and Mm-mm. gummy worms. It's not that type of gummy. It's a sticky yeah. type of gummy. Yeah. Like huh. gumdroppy. That's probably my least favorite texture I love gum. I love straight up gumdrops. Well, I don't know if anyone's ever said straight up gumdrops before. <laughs> Man, I don't know if you know. But I do. I do straight up gumdrops. <laughs> I'm a hardcore... <laughs> Like, none of that, none of that, so- I mean, I'm straight up goom drop. <laughs> That's like the least. <laughs> like, I'm just straight up goom drops. I, I know you're looking at me like, no, nah, not her, but yeah, straight up goom drops. I'll do straight goom drops. <laughs> like the like the candy version of shots, right? <laughs> give me the gumdrops, ma'am. I think you've had enough gumdrops. You want some? You want some gummy bears? No, no, no. Straight gumdrops. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Oh, straight. That was straight up gumdrops. Oh man, um. I remember the, the the big was when you get the full size candy bar or the king. Well, the king candy yeah, bars. We didn't get a lot of that in our town. Well, did y'all even? Did you even trick or treat in town? Yeah. Mm. There was one lady that we grew up in. We grew up in the city. Yeah, he's a city boy. City boy. I'm just a rural town town girl. Yeah. Um, one lady did always give big popcorn balls. Oh, popcorn balls are the worst. Yeah, I didn't really like how that felt on the teeth. One because they're not normally good. They're they're <laughs> like it feels like they've been handled. You know, like a bunch, and it's got kind of this weird, oily, rubbed-on sort of feel to it. Yeah. Uh, and then there was always those uncooked kernels. Yeah. That are in the the popcorn ball yep. that is gonna just break your teeth. Yeah. Yeah. How did our teeth survive Halloween? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, if they I guess all mine, did. mine didn't. <laughs> I think um, we're learning. My my costume of choice. I think maybe every year. Probably for like four or five years was a gypsy princess. What? Mm-hmm. What was a gypsy princess? I have no idea. I don't think gypsies had princesses. I don't know. I think my mom just was like, "How about hey, you? you're a gypsy princess? How about you wear this she... flowy skirt I have in my closet?" Yeah. <laughs> what are you? I'm a gypsy princess. <laughs> can you even say gypsy anymore? I don't know. I don't think you can. I think you have to say wandering, wandering folk. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, gypsy princess. Yeah, I liked gypsies. I don't know why people are like, you shouldn't say gypsy. Oh, I people gypsies, say you shouldn't say anything. Yeah, you can't even say... No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> let's say all the things. Let's say them all. You're um, not supposed to say. I, Rebecca said today, uh, <clears throat> she she said, 
Gideon said something about Indians, and she said Native Americans don't say Indians; they get very mad. <laughs> they get I was very like, mm, no. <laughs> I think I I know a lot of Indians, and they like the name Indian. Yeah, uh, normally with the letters N and D and N. Uh, but uh, anyway, so yeah, gypsies. I like gypsies. Mm-hmm. I would have liked a gypsy princess. Well. I'd have married a gypsy princess. I still princess. am a gypsy princess. Are you really? Mm-hmm. A gypsy princess that eats straight up gumdrops. <laughs> straight up. That's a pretty gypsy thing right there. Look at that gypsy woman. I saw her eating straight up gumdrops. <laughs> Typical gypsy. I also, you know the orange, the big orange gummy? like That's, It's like an orange Yes. Slice. No. Yeah. You have the worst... <laughs> The you like all the bad, like the worst candies, and the candies that are made. Listen, in like no, 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 don't listen. You like the candies that are made in like weird areas of the Middle East, <laughs> and like shipped over here that may, are made by like the thousands, and they don't go bad. No, because there's nothing natural in them. And the cinnamon gummy bear, the big giant gummy bears, you know what I'm talking about? You could get them at the Brock's no, station. No, I know at what the these are. Grocery store. Love those. I would eat one right now. I think this is eye opening. <laughs> I really feel like I don't. Did you ever have the other candies? Chocolate? Yeah. I mean, yeah. did you have like uh, candy bars? And- yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I liked them, but... I feel like this is something, since you didn't get the... You just admitted that you didn't get those other candies a lot in Beggs. Mm, mm, yeah, so maybe. probably Beggs was more of a gummy. Maybe. So maybe you just grew up on the gummies, no, and that's why... Liked, I mean, there's got to be a... Them. No, there can't be. It can't just be... I just like sugar. ...sheer taste. I love sugar. And... No, but it's a particular type of texture, too. <laughs> it is. That is that is the white trash of well, <laughs> those types of gummies. That's fine. That's that's. I'm hey, proud, you're I'm a gypsy princess. My, I'm proud of my candy <laughs> yes. heritage. All right, all right, all right. Uh. I understand. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So then, what would you do? Would you go around town as a gypsy princess? Would y'all? Yeah, walk no. My, around your grandma's house? Yeah, yeah. But my my mom wouldn't go with us uh-huh. for sure. And then as I got, did your dad go with you, or did he, was he hunting? I doubt it. It's yeah. Probably hunting because it's deer season. Yeah. So then, as I got older, is when like. Uh, fall festivals became popular. Oh, yeah. So yeah. my younger years when I had older, you know, I was more like trailing mm-hmm. along behind mm-hmm. the brothers, but as I got older, it was all church events yeah. and things like oh, okay. that. So, and then, then people were like, what are you? And you're like, not a gypsy. <laughs> Tell you that. <laughs> no. I'm dressing up like a gypsy. <laughs> what are you? I'm a wandering Aramean. <laughs> oh, okay. So was my father. Uh, Pastor jokes. Oh my goodness. All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening. I don't think we can end on a better note than the gypsy princess eating gummies. I'm pretty sure when we <laughs> get off up. with this, straight up gumdrops. <laughs> straight up gumdrops. Oh, just, how many times in the history of humanity do you think anybody has said straight up gumdrops? I think this is the first time. Yeah, I don't think anyone's ever thought of it as a boss characteristic. <laughs> Walking around in the 80s with your butt cut and your gummy candies. Ruling the neighborhood. Hey, what are you doing? Just back here throwing down some straight up gumdrops. Oh, man. Now I just want candy. When we go, we're going on a date tomorrow. Mm -hmm. You're going to buy me candy? We're going to get candy. We are? We're going to get candy and I'm going to... Watch you eat it and try not to throw up. I even, like, man, I would, like, save the white gumdrops for last. I don't even know there were white gumdrops. <laughs> They're so There's good. There's all sorts of, that's just, that's disgusting. <laughs> there were white gumdrops. They're the best gumdrop. Oh. Mm-hmm. I, I threw up a little in my mouth. Yeah. That's, I am not exaggerating when I say you, you have a combination you of disgust me. the worst candy preferences. I've ever, I've never heard anybody that likes so many bad kids. <laughs> oh my gosh. You're such a snob. No, that's not a, that's not a snob. That's like, that's like when someone's like, where do you like to eat? Uh, there's this <laughs> hole in the wall, greasy diner that I licked the floor at. And people are like, I don't think that's a good idea. And you're that. like, whatever, snob. 
I don't want to eat there. Straight up. Yeah. I, I straight up pull gum off the bottom of this table. And my favorite, my favorite candies is ones that's been chewed. Like, ah, I don't know. Yeah, snob. No. I think you need to say thank you. I think I, if I'd have been in your life, I would have intervened. I would have, you would have experienced Halloween like it was meant to be instead of your, I mean, that's the stuff that they wouldn't even carry at the five and dime. Like, that's the below penny candies. Like, that's when you don't even, a penny will get you a dozen of those. That's, oh man, Leslie, that's. Celebrate peppermint ice cream. Just get out of here. Go. Oh, man. It's going to be fun tomorrow. We're going to buy so much candy. This is the first place we're going to go. We're going to get candy, and we're going to go to Panera Bread, and I'm going to work on a sermon, and you're going to upload photos. We're going to be old people eating candies. People are going to be like straight up. Those people got straight up gumdrops over here. But the dude ain't even touching them. That gypsy princess is. She's a gypsy woman. It's that gypsy woman that's eating them. Okay. We gotta wrap oh, this up. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for being with us. Hey, if you have a favorite Halloween candy, uh, or just candy in general, Surely. maybe just a Reformation anybody. candy, maybe anybody. your favorite Martin Luther treats, I don't know, send them to askthepodcast at gmail.com. We love getting your emails. They're so much fun. We normally respond back to you, so you know that we love them. Uh, anyway, thanks guys so much. We'll catch you next time. Uh, see you later. <laughs> Good night.